everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from soggy Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. You are Frank. Woo-hoo! Look, guys, it's Frank. We oh, found him. Oh, my goodness. What happened? Where have you been? Uh, and I'm Dan, by the way. Uh, yeah. Frank's been steeped in uh, the world of documentary film. <laughs> Uh yeah, um, I got I got stuck and <laughs> dealing with the project for yeah for a month. So and um, we'll we'll be discussing later a little later on the show. Uh, we'll give you a little uh, a little not a sneak peek of the <clears throat> of the film itself, but we'll talk about some of the issues that you that you go into. Yeah, well, I was uh, yeah busy busy editing. So yes. apologies. I, I I'm actually I hope that you know uh, I don't scare off any new listeners. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. They don't know who the hell you are. Who I am. All, all of our, all of our newbies are like, where are Frank and Dan? I, where, where? I this was uh, where Frank, Jake uh, and Mark. Where are those guys? <laughs> I thought those were the the new guys. Those were the guys. Uh, yeah. Nope. Nope. Although, thank you both, Jake and Mark, for indeed for thank sitting you. in. Didn't think it was so going to go much. that long, but it no, did. So. But, you, but they were great. Finally, pulled myself out of a pile of work. So they were fantastic. Oh, okay. Well, Dan. Yeah, you got just got you some stories. Sure, sure. I yeah. got, I got, I got some good ones. Okay. Um, here. So this is like, I don't know what to present this as good news or bad news. Uh-huh. Uh, this is out of the, uh, the, uh, U.S. House of Representatives. Okay. Uh, H.R. eleven fifty. Uh, it has been passed by the House of Representatives. Now it's being considered by the Senate. All right. And uh, basically, this is a. Uh, it's designed as it's a bill to amend the International Religious Freedom Act of 1998. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Now it's it's bad and good in my opinion. Okay. The part that I really don't like about it is that it's there to, like, basically what's been happening is there's been a big. Uh, push to ban circumcision uh, in like Europe, in 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 the hoity-toity countries uh, over there in, yeah. in liberal Europe. Ugh. Ban just it. because, so ban it just because, okay. it, well, banning it uh, for for infants, right? And only be, okay. and really, the only reason that they're doing it is because it's mutilating a child's genitals for no reason. That's. Yeah, that doesn't. That seem, That's not a very big, good reason. Yeah, no, actually, the, I mean, they claim that it's it's uh, religious persecution to to ban it, and in some cases, it kind of is. Like, there's some French politicians who are like super dickish about like trying to. No pun intended. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> anyway, uh, but so so this so part of this bill is all about like protecting the people who want to mutilate their boys, and then part of it. And this is the part that I'm like feeling kind of awesome about. There's they've added language to include protections for those who don't have or don't profess a religious belief. Oh. Which is amazing. Okay. I'm not even sure how that got in there. How, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to process right now. Yeah, I'm they, confused. There's language yeah. in it. I'll I'll read some of the language. It says uh, the freedom of thought, conscience, and religion is understood to protect theistic and non-theistic beliefs, as well as the right not to profess or practice any religion. Meh. Yeah. Right. How about that? 
I, and it even it even mentions the uh, the specific targeting of non-theists and humanists and atheists and because this, of their beliefs. This passed the U.S. House of Representatives. I know. No, you got it. If you if you sneak it in while you're protecting the right, you know, the right to have penises that look like all of all of their penises, then right. <clears throat> then yeah, then they can sneak in some stuff about protecting <laughs> atheists as well. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Weird. But good and bad. So good and bad things happening. And mind you, this doesn't have any teeth in terms of this is this is a bill about how the US responds to international international religious yeah. type things. Yeah, this isn't about what's happening in the US. It's about like how the US who who the U.S. will condemn right. and who it, they no, won't. If it had to do anything with the U.S., then yeah, you're, we'd be screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They hate yeah. us. Yeah. Okay. We've always been better with... <laughs> but I mean, I think... I think we, we feel this... better about atheists abroad than we do in our own country. Well, per- Is I that mean, the deal? Well, we don't behead atheists or hack, a, hack atheists to death anywhere near as often here as they do in That's other lands. Really. Hasn't been an issue of late. No, no. So. Usually here, what what we do is just um, make atheists feel really shitty. Judge. Judge. From across the room. Right, right. And, Sneer. Uh, and do our damnedest to keep them from the public sphere. I will... I. You know what? I will... I will die for people's right to sneer at me across from across the room. Yeah. You know? They have I mean, the right. On. They have the right. All right. Anyway, Adam. Moving that, on. That's not really a thing. <laughs> um, all right. So... Dan, yeah, you don't have kids. What? But if you did, oh, okay. I have a, I have a tool that you might be interested in. Okay. Uh, it's called a uh, well, it it's been dubbed a uh, chastening instrument. That's its official a chastening a instrument. Chastening instrument. A, I find bagpipes to or, be a or, chastening instrument. Or perhaps instrument. we should call them um, uh, child whipping sticks. <laughs> Uh, that's what yeah, that Pathios sounds, calls them. Sounds great. Uh, that's what Hemant Mehta calls calls them. Um, so a guy by the name of Steve Heymond, mm-hmm. um, who had been he about ten years ago, he had a website up that was selling these uh, child whipping sticks um, to the public. So because you know you need uh, you need a nine inch by one and a half inch polyurethane. Uh, stick. Uh, it's the perfect size, perfect length. Kind it's of like, a, a ruler looking thing. It's kind of like a ruler, but it's got a lot of give, you mm. know, because, you, you know, you, you want to give, you want to hit the kid. You want to scare the kid. You want it to sting. Yeah. But you don't want to hurt the kid. Well, you, but what you don't want is for, for anything visible to show up. <laughs> You want to make child protective services? Yeah, you, yeah. You don't want you. them to be able to like point at anything and say like, "Yeah, this is where it hurts." But, uh, but yeah, you want to you want it to give give that good sting. Well, in terms of like just evidence that could be used against you, you may want to stick with that ruler then, and not a device that is specifically <laughs> designed, marketed, and labeled as a stick for hitting your kids. Oh my god, um, it's kind but, of amazing. So anyway, so uh, it, the the website disappeared. Uh, back in 2006. About, uh, amid outcry. Uh, yo, people were pissed off. Right. Yes. Because you're... Hey, you're, guess what you oh, can't do is... No. You can't market child abuse. That's we've, not okay. We've just barely arrived in the 21st century, and we, we don't agree with this anymore. <laughs> right, right. Well, 10 years later, um, he's back. Oh, good. But this time, he sent a letter. 
And I just want to read the letter. Oh, like in a mail? Like the actual mail? He typed up. Oh, my. And printed out a letter. Did a mimeograph? It says, dear friends, I... It has some typos, so please bear with me. I'm going to read it as written. <laughs> okay. I can contacting you as a former customer <laughs> of child training resources. Oh. I think that's I am contacting you. As you may know, we stopped selling our chastening instruments and closed our business in 2006 due to external pressures and family reasons. Oh, and family since, reasons. Since that time, and after 10 years of periodic requests and inquiries, we have decided to again make these chastening instruments available, <laughs> but only in a, and this is a bold and underlined, private basis, and without a website or any internet exposure <laughs> to jog your memory for those of you unfamiliar with our instrument the blue spanker is nine inches long the one blue and spanker <laughs> yeah i'm pretty and, sure i saw that at a dildo shop <laughs> and was it nine inches long and one and a half inches wide well i mean it came Probably. out various sizes yeah. but that sounds about right i hope it was more than three sixteenths of an inch thick though well uh one made does of, hope made of virtually indestructible polyurethane it is extremely flexible and quite portable. Easily fits in a purse, back pocket, or diaper bag. Diaper bag! <laughs> wow! <laughs> For the baby that needs chastening. <laughs> Important! Include your email address and or phone number with your order in case we need to contact you. If you have questions, you can call me, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one more important thing. Feel free to let other biblically-minded parents know about this chastening instrument, but do not post anything about it on the internet. And please excuse, or I'm sorry, and please exercise discretion. Frank. As to those you tell about them. Frank, you're just telling everybody. I know. What are you doing? Getting you're the word out there, Dan. Oh, my God. It's so stupid. I mean, okay. Uh, yes, there are multiple uh, references in the Bible to why you're supposed to beat your kids. Yeah. That doesn't, that's still not okay, though. It doesn't matter how many times the Bible says so. Um, no. It goes on. Although proper chastisement is legal, there are some, even among family members, who mistakenly believe that spanking of any kind constitute child abuse. Our willingness and ability to make these instruments available to parents who believe in biblical chastisement <laughs> depend both on their responsible use by us as parents see our tips and care in who we tell about them thanks um, for your sensitivity okay here's the thing if your product requires everybody to say stay hush hush about it it's not an okay product oh that's not true i know plenty of products that you don't really talk about back to the dildo shop is that where is that where you well, went dildo shop there's other such you know you 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 know who you procure, procure certain substances perhaps oh sure from. sure chemical enhancements yeah, of, of various you kinds know, just being hush hush that's not right. reason enough wait but when but it has being to hush hush children but being hush hush in that way indicates there might be a lack of legality <laughs> or you, broad social acceptance you perhaps. might not be on l firm legal footing <laughs> if that's happening uh i just love the whole like it's uh it, what did they call it a, a uh child well, no chast chastening chastening instrument. instrument that is just and there's Which a picture is, right well, there oh that, yeah it's just a blue ruler blue ruler uh it's labeled let me see if i can pull that up 
I just oh child chastening equipment. Yeah, I All just right. feel like what's dumb about this is that people are paying money when. Let me tell you something: child chastening equipment grows for free outdoors <laughs> all over the place and you can make your child go and pick their own out oh yeah i mean you go can, and pick you a switch boy we're gonna beat yeah. you they 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 do seem to be uh failing to acknowledge the fact that you can beat your child with any number of implements oh sure you know household i mean do do these people not own a wooden spoon come on i yeah <laughs> Don't that's, don't beat your kids, kids. Yeah, that's not that's not cool. Yeah, that's the long and the short of this one. I'm just gonna move throw on. Things at just them. Just, <laughs> just actually beat them. No, no, just, you can <laughs> inflict so much more lasting damage by just <laughs> emotionally uh, abusing them. Oh, good lord! I'm gonna move on. <laughs> Speaking of abuse. The Catholic Church. Oh, uh, they. We we've all heard uh, of them. They're they're those good people in the funny hats and whatever. Right. Um, an annual audit of reports uh, of sexual abuse by members of the U- uh, of the Roman Catholic clergy uh-huh. uh, has shown a sharp increase. In the number of new claims. What? Uh, no. Did they yeah. feel like that whole thing had blown over? <laughs> They're like, what? We let you have the damn movie about us. <laughs> it's fine. Now, who wants to give me an altar boy? Uh, apparently. Uh, um, maybe the movie gave him some ideas. The uh, the period for, uh, from mid-2014 to mid-2015 uh, showed a, hu- a pretty substantial uh, 35% jump. In new reports uh, really? of abuse. Yeah. Wow. Uh, even as also it showed a jump in the amount that they have to pay when they are sued. For, so they're, now, uh, they're in some trouble here. Now I have a question. Yeah, yeah. Is this, does this spike in reports actually, is it correlated to a spike in incidents? Because I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to come off to as tell like that. you know somebody who's swooping. I mean, that's something that an apologist would try to like argue. You know, whatever. Like, but like perhaps I mean, this is a good thing that the the that reports being, are on the rise. Sure, right? Because it's probably relating. It probably matches more just sort of the general incidence of it because mm. the public awareness has risen. Right. We're getting right. closer and closer to actually hearing the real numbers. Is Maybe. That what you're saying, as yeah, to- I wonder. Right. Like if, if anybody hard to say at that. hard to say, I mean, oh. it, it, it would be very difficult to suss that out. It would be very oh, difficult know, to actually get to that point. But you, you would what think we do some know, statistician somewhere could figure it out. It's just so weird because you would just assume that it's going down because we all know about it and everybody's like guarding their kids a little bit more around the priests and stuff. And priests are priests, well, priests are the, priests. The priests are getting cleverer. That's what's happening. <laughs> are they? No. It sounds like they're getting reported more. Well, th- th- not clever enough. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. That. So. Uh. Yeah. There's no hooray in that. That's just really, really shitty news. I'm glad you shared it, though. Yeah. Dan. Hooray. Oh wait, uh, I said there's no hooray. <laughs> oh. Maybe, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There might be a hooray here. Oh, good. Not sure. Probably not. Uh, the Church of Scotland. Sure. Are you aware of the Church of Scotland? No. The Kirk. Apparently. The Kirk. The Kirk. Yeah. Um, they are, um, over the next two years, no. 
they are launching an investigation into um, online baptisms. Oh. And online communion. <laughs> good. Uh, good. You know, everything's just going to the web. You know, sure. These days. And sure. They, they, they want to, the Kirk, the Kirk, wants to keep up with uh, the times. Yeah. Right? Uh, and so, due to a uh, oh, drop in their numbers, oh dear, um, they're scrambling. Yeah, sure. And they're they're looking for some sort of way, uh, and 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 they're not sure exactly what an online baptism might mean. Traditionally, baptism, of course, has always been uh, done in person right yeah you know i mean you, you really could just symbolic yeah but the thing that i love about the internet is like could a priest have written could you have done a baptism by mail yeah back in the day like like you know what i mean like no, no. nobody ever thought you gotta hey, you gotta do it over do skype a, a correspondence type <laughs> baptism sure. or communion right nobody ever thought that so why because of email and skype and blah 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 I, it, I just it, feel is like it all of a sudden possible to do remote baptism. I just want there to be a Skype session in which somebody's like, and now you got to throw your water over your head, and I'm going to say the blessing. <laughs> it's terrible Scottish dialect, but there you go. <laughs> it's not bad, though. Laddie. Uh, all right, you're a Scot. Congratulations. Can, <laughs> now, now go praise Jesus and send me $200. Yeah, um... Apparently, though, an offshoot church yeah. called the Free Church of Scotland uh, is highly critical <gasps> of the whole thing. Oh, dear. Uh, the note quote, this is from uh, David Robertson. Um, he's a moderator of... Uh, okay, I don't know what that means. Uh, but anyway, he says, the notion of online baptism is as ridiculous <laughs> as the notion of online weddings <laughs> Or online communion, which they're also <laughs> suggesting. Uh, it, uh, at best, it is a cheap gimmick. At worst, it comes across as yet another desperate attempt by a declining national church to shore up its numbers and justify its existence. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yep. Yeah. I, uh, thank however, you, David Robertson. I think you, you figured that one out. However, Mr. Robertson, what you may not have realized is that it's no more ridiculous than in-person baptism. <laughs> it's all dumb. <laughs> The whole thing, everything you got there. We're just used to the person. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, exactly. It, it's, it's like people who refuse to, uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, you do have to wonder Stop if... Stop being such a Luddite. If, like, Mr. text messaging had existed in Jesus' time <laughs> and John the Baptist's time, like, you know, like, <laughs> how would they, you know, would they have sent an emoji of some kind? Just says, to, at one point, Jesus just sort of gets a text that, bloop, and it, it, he looks down and it just says, you are, like, the letter you are, letters oh, yeah. you are baptized, LOL, smiley face. <laughs> Winky. Water emoji. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I I I like it. I like it. We'll just we'll do some uh, some online baptisms. Yeah, I baptize you in the name of the. What did how did how did John the Baptist do it? Because oh, his was by immersion, the, right? Well, so yeah, but, you had to go into the water. Yeah, but how do you do? You can't do immersion remotely, can you? That's what I'm saying. Like, get in the bathtub. Make sure that your uh, your computer or phone is in a safe spot. <laughs> Go to go to a hot tub or nearby pool, right? And we'll uh, we'll just do this remotely. Open the 
Church of Scotland app. and That's right. That's right. Now, mind you, you do have to pay the extra in-app fee uh, for, the, for the baptism. For any kind of... Uh, it's, it's weekly. Yeah, exactly. It's a weekly in-app fee. Right. In-app purchase. Well, that, that's for the com- communion. For the, if yeah. you want to have communion, you got to <laughs> go buy yourself some, some crackers and wine. And uh, mm, I love crackers and wine. Right. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah, if if you have a small party over at your house, you can yeah. just you can just everybody take out your phone and do the app. We're just going to make this communion and our appetizers. Yeah, it's an yeah. It, it, why aren't they consolidating things? This pretty much the church of online brunch is what's going to be happening. You know, people are busy these days. You know, yeah, they they you might as well give them some convenience. Yep. So uh, I'm going to take us to Texas. To mm. Port Neches, Texas. Mm. Uh, Lovely place. Land of the, the free and home of the brave. Where is that? I don't know. It's in Texas. Okay. Uh, it's a smaller town. They have, and let me see if you can spot the problem here. Okay. Uh, in lovely uh, Riverfront Park in Port Neches, okay. there, it's a public park. There is a, uh, a, a stone uh, monument looks kind of like a lowercase letter T. Okay. Uh, what does it stand for? <laughs> it stands for Jesus. Uh, okay. <laughs> They're not good at spelling. No, it's a cross <laughs> okay. uh, in the middle of a public park. All right. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, uh, Frank, but it's not legal to have a Christian cross alone in the park without any other uh, anythings uh, in a public space. That is okay. Not, that is not legal. All right. That's... So okay. there have been there have been complaints, there have been problems, and they've solved it. Oh, uh, the the fur sent a letter to the mayor saying that no, that's not okay. So they solved it by selling the tiny plot of land that is sitting on in the middle of the park to a local church. Very clever. Aren't they good? That's actually really good. They've figured it out. That's the best way to do it. Oh my god! So yeah, they That's uh, some legal ease right there for you. They sold it uh, this little, little like you know probably three foot square uh, parcel of land. Uh, it they sold it to a church for a hundred dollars. Oh no! Was that the market rate? I guess so. I don't. I hope it was. I hope they had somebody come in <laughs> and value the whole uh-huh. park and then yeah. and yeah. then just take it down to whatever. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You, well, you can't part with public property without having a proper, you know, yeah, estimation of its value. Well, this calls it a twenty by twenty parcel of land, but I don't know if that's. It's got to be inches, I think, because this is like, it's just this tiny little. That's oh, ridiculous. That's like the Mormons with the mall downtown. Yeah, they didn't want any liquor on their property to be sold. So they sold the parcel of land underneath the restaurants. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah. They're um, dumb. Well, that's fun. I mean, that, that's an interesting... I, I want to see how that goes. Yeah. I need to know how that goes. Like, huh. It's pretty... It's actually... It's, it's so stupid. <laughs> it's... <sighs> All right, Dan. Um... So, yeah, what do you got? You know those Mormon missionaries? 
I've I've met one or two. You know the female, the the lady missionaries, the girls, yeah, the, the sisters. sisters. Uh, a stylish bunch, right? Wouldn't you oh say? Oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> uh, largely, uh, so we see a lot of sister missionaries when we go to the downtown Salt Lake because uh-huh. that's who they have sort of manning the uh, public relations at the temple. Right. Yeah, they give tours and generally speaking, what, what you're going to see is long floral skirts, and, uh, and yeah, and that happens. Or long skirts. Long skirts, or dresses, solid colors, because they do like them to be fairly conservative. Right. Uh, uh, you Almost always uh, uh, nylons, pantyhose. Um, yes. In fact, it's required. Right. Uh-huh. God, that's so gross. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and, then, and then, you know, of course, very modest. A top uh, of some kind. Yes. That's, yeah. A little blousey, maybe. Mm-hmm. Often a little sweater over the... And the then, blouse. and then, of course, it is required that they wear horrible shoes, <laughs> just hideous shoes. <laughs> oh, it always comes back to the shoes for you. Uh, anyway, so there's been some modification in the dress code. Oh, are they going to allow good shoes? Uh, that's not specifically mentioned. Oh, okay. Uh, however, in uh, sort of the Zika mania. Zika frenzy oh, yeah. that's going on in the world right now. Uh, sister missionaries who live in areas where Zika is an issue. Yeah. Where there's lots of mosquitoes spreading the Zika. Yeah. They can wear slacks <gasps> to fend off the Zika. Oh, my God. Can wow. you fucking believe it? Things have gotten bad indeed. <laughs> if the Mormons are allowing girls to wear pants, then... <laughs> This must be a plague. Uh, th- this is not a general change in the in the uh, in the wardrobe. So I would say if you live in an area and you see uh, sister missionaries in slacks, run screaming because Zika is coming. Get your deet and uh, <laughs> and wear it uh, religiously. That there is was, interesting. <laughs> there was also a recent uh, wardrobe change, but for the men, this okay. is this is recent, but not as recent as this one. But all within the same week or two. Yeah. Uh, so apparently the the men are being allowed now to wear uh, sunglasses. Oh. Uh, which I hadn't even really considered the fact that, that, that there was a prohibition on yeah. sunglasses. Yeah. I mean, I served a mission, but I, I don't remember that being a thing. Well, that was that eyes, was a long time ago. Uh, well, yeah. You're a and, very old man, and and to be honest, my eyes have gotten more sensitive to light as the years have passed. Oh, sure. So, um, I didn't really need to wear sunglasses as much back then. I, right. I, you know, I didn't get the headaches that I do now if I don't. Um, but they're also allowing hats what? for men. What for, for the sun? Did you not know hear about this? No. So, uh, and this is this is where I was like, well. What kind of fucking hats? I mean, yeah. I kind of flashed like ball caps because they're young guys, but that right. would look stupid. Yeah. That yeah. would make them look even dumber than they already do. Which they already do because they're already they're already wearing like white short sleeve, short sleeve white shirts with button a tie, down, button down shirts with ties, and then a backpack. Uh huh. They look ridiculous. So they are not. This is apparently the the fashion episode of TGIA. <laughs> so. They are, uh, they have to avoid bright colored hats mm. or hats that are too casual yeah, or that may distract from 
their message. Uh, baseball hats. Right. Th- these are the hats that are not allowed. Baseball hats, cowboy hats. Oh. Bucket hats, newsboy hats, <laughs> and fedoras are not are not acceptable. Allowed. Okay. So what is allowed? Something called a wide brim hat. I'm imag- I'm picturing like a Panama. I'm picturing like a, a like a straw hat. Maybe, I mean, a fedora maybe. is a wide-brimmed hat. Not, however, a trilby, which is what most people call fedoras these days, oh. which is what most, most of the young men oh, who yeah. are, are douchey enough to wear those, <laughs> they're wearing a trilby, not a fedora. Oh, okay. Thank you, Dan. Oh, a little bit of hat well, education, education for you. Education there. Yeah, uh, so a wide-brim hat well, in no. a conservative color. Well, so it could be some kind of straw hat. Or it could be like some kind of like, well, like maybe like a, a Quaker hat. Or they could just, yeah, they can go to any number of other religious sects and borrow a hat. They could go to the uh, the 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 uh, Orthodox Jews, you yes. know, get get a, get a Hasidic hat. Absolutely, that would work. That'd be a great hat for them. Yeah. Very very uh, very toned down. Very yeah. you, almost always black in color. That's yeah. perfect. That's funny. Now, when my father served his mission, yeah. now that was back in nineteen fifty, the early fifties. Okay, late mid fifties. Uh, he was required to wear a hat. What kind of hat? Like a like a fedora. Like like, like a, a like, gen- like a- gentlemen wore a hat. If you were formal, you wore a hat, and you removed it upon entry to a home or building. Right. But you were required to wear a hat. As a matter of fact, my dad, uh, who went to Uruguay for his mission, mm-hmm. uh, he and a bunch of other uh, young men were in New York preparing to en- uh, to bo- embark on the boat that would take them to South America. Right. Uh, and they all got onto a bus and in their suits, their dark suits and their fedora hats, uh, apparently, apparently they looked like they might be um, family men. Uh, Italian family men, <laughs> and a lady got up and gave them her seat. What? Apparently, that happened. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So uh, the f- the the freakish looking um, elders uh, just just uh, uh, and they just, just took on another level of just weird. And they're just going to happen. They're just going to. Do it. Do and they're they're, gonna embrace of course, it. they're all going to wear the hat. Oh, they're going to love it. Well, let me tell you, you're out there in the sun. Yeah. Sun's beating down on you. Sure. Uh, you, you know, this, this is something that's probably been a long time coming. The, they probably have had a history of eye problems. Oh, God, I just realized. Some, some general someone... authority son probably right. got like, uh, what, what, what do you call the... the the degeneration thing the the macular macular degeneration yeah and they were like why well because he was out in the sun for so long did he spend a long time in the sun you know i just imagine now i'm imagining these guys in like those god-awful like hiking hats those they won't wear those those khaki colored hiking hats no they won't do that i hope not maybe they will oh my god it's just gonna be awful (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the levels to which I am annoyed by them are just going to increase so much. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to start sending uh missionaries uh like pith helmets. <laughs> I'm just going to that, that pith helmets were not on the list. No, they were not on the banned list. 
They're conservative color. Cover your, you know, they they provide shade. Yeah. Uh, and then and then they all have to talk like like British fellows. I I love a good pith helmet though. <laughs> sure, why not? Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> I say, do you know? We are going. Let's go tracting today. It's a fa- it's a fine day for it, but I would protect one's face from the sun. <laughs> Just imagine. <laughs> Dr. Livingston, I presume? Um, all right. Well, that is uh, that is fascinating. If you have any fashion tips for Mormons out there in the field, ladies and gentlemen, please feel free to send them in to us. Uh, you can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail message. Ooh. The telephone number is 424-666. 8442. Indeed. Go to the Facebook page, kids. Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a free uh, but, uh, but but closed group. It's an amazing group. Why is it free? It is free. <laughs> we don't charge you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, hey, w- one quick thing before we dive into our, our, our little... Uh, audio segment right here mm-hmm. loot crate yes loot crate we uh we talked about it a little bit last week Lo- mm. loot crate is a, a it's a service where you can every week or every week every month in the mail you get a uh, a box of cool geek stuff yeah you get like it's it's, it's good stuff too yeah good stuff yeah, like quality good Good, yeah, and really neat. Like the design of the T-shirt that we got was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was just really well designed. Not it didn't it looked didn't it didn't look stupid. Like I've seen a you, you get a lot of shirts that look stupid, <laughs> but this this was actually well designed. This was a non-stupid looking Star Trek shirt. Yes, yeah. yes, indeed. Uh, so yeah, get, <laughs> no, get on that. I I wore it all day. Yeah. I put it on. I wore it. It was comfortable. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Um, uh, and then you get a bunch of other stuff. Uh, it's just chock full of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, it's so anyway. It's a su- subscription service. If you want to sign up, and you do, go to lootcratecom slash atheist. All right, and uh, and then sign up, and then we get we get a little bit of kickback, and you get some. You get the cool stuff. Everybody makes out like a bandit. Well, we got uh, some of that uh, good old wacky uh, Jim Baker. Jimbo. Jim Baker. Uh, he, uh, you know, there's one thing on this man's mind, and any, just about anything that happens in the world, he can get us to it. Let's listen. You know, uh, I was just reading a headline today about the Zika Yes. It threatens two billion people. That's right. And once again, Pastor, that is revelation proportions. That's over one fourth of the world. The article from the Daily Mail says this: Zika threatens two billion people across the world. New maps reveal where the virus is likely to strike, as experts predict millions of births will occur in these areas, raising the risk of microcephaly, where the the craniums are are smaller when and they're born. The Bible is very clear that there's going to be massive disease that'll kill a fourth of the world's population, according to the book of Revelation, that will be a sign of the last days before the coming of the Lord. So what we need to do is read the word, be prepared, so that we can be a part of this amazing time that's going to be soul winning time. Amen. And so if you're not prepared... 
be prepared. Be prepared now while we have this special going on. Now, if you order a year of food, how much bonus food can they get today? Yes, today, whenever you order one year of food for a donation of $600 to the ministry, you're getting a bonus of a rice bucket and a bonus of sliced potatoes. Rice bucket. You get some bonuses. Woohoo! <laughs> Man, what a great life oh. this is. Well, no, here, here's one thing that I did just pick up on that I hadn't thought of before. Yeah. The way that they've got it structured, you, these are gifts that they give you for giving them a donation. Yeah. So, like, technically, you could write off your food purchases. Yeah. So, wow. I mean, oh, this is if, you, if you could stand their what must be awful food. Like, I imagine it's got to be the worst. Because this, this is a food, we've talked about it before, it comes in these five-gallon buckets. Yeah. And it's probably worse than, like, the military MREs that, you know, that you yeah. get if you were out. You know, on patrol in Saudi Arabia. Let, let me tell you, though, Dan, the other night. Afghanistan or something. Uh, when the power went out. Yes, we had a huge power outage here I, in Salt Lake City. I wish I'd had a food bucket to get me through it. <laughs> I'm just going to say. We lost power for, I would say, a solid hour. Hour and a half. Hour yeah. and a half. Yeah, no. Like, I, we could have all died. I, um,. Yeah, I unfortunately had uh, just finished an episode of uh, Fear of the Walking Dead <laughs> when uh, the power went out, and uh, I was not necessarily in the best state of mind for, for the power to go out and the, the refineries, which are quite a ways from my house, but, uh, you know, in, in the same city, mm -hmm. uh, to be venting off as much... Uh, Oh, there Excess was gas as they were, whatever there was that's the, called. The, 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 the <laughs> sky was glowing orange. <laughs> so there yeah. were flames coming up over the horizon. And I, and, uh, <laughs> and I just finished The Walking Dead and the power went out. Um, yeah, I wanted some Jim Baker food. Yes. Really, yes. really badly. But so, so there you go. If you don't mind having shitty tasting food, all your food can be a tax write-off. Yeah. If you go brilliant. through Jimbo. Smart. Living up to that Baker name. Well, we've had some v some people write into us, and uh, and more to the point. And this, I you know, I didn't get to it. We didn't do it last week because you weren't here, Frank. But oh, um, some stuff went down on the members only lounge. Oh, okay. Uh, good stuff for us, you and yeah. me, Frank. Uh, right. Right. Okay. There was a a very uh, organic, um groundswell of of financial support for us yeah um a couple of you know one one person in particular sarah thank you sarah yeah who uh who just suddenly was just like shaming people into donating to us oh <laughs> like she like went after people and like suddenly every like our like she what she had done was gone to patreon.com and looked up our show and how much we get per episode uh -huh. And then some other prominent uh, shows and how much uh -huh. they get per episode. Right, Because right. we try not to hit it too hard. We try yeah. not to be too annoying about it. Yeah. We've been accused of being too annoying about I it. I can't imagine how we've been too annoying. But... Maybe right now. <clears throat> right, like right now. But this is, this is like amazing. Like she went out there and she... And, and suddenly everybody was like, oh shit, yeah, I've been meaning to, but I never did and blah, blah, blah. And suddenly we had all of these people 
uh, signing up to, uh, to to be new Patreon donors. Yeah. yeah. So we have to, we so we've got so, a, a whole list of that to thank, and then there's another thing that we got to get into. So okay. start with start with that list. I'll start with the list this, of new. Uh, pa- so this is Patreon.com where you can where you can donate to our show and 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 basically you sign up to for for um you know a per episode donation. Yeah. One dollar is is a lot to us. Yeah. So, absolutely. So. Uh, here's, I'm starting now and, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for a little while. Okay. Uh, thank you to Christian, Jose, Sarah, Cassie, Ellie, Nathaniel, Elizabeth, Tiara, Steve, Emily, Patrick, Heather, Wayne, Candace, Mick, uh, Cheryl, Aaron, Marie, Jenny, Amy, Tracy, Tony, Kristen, Peter, Taylor, <laughs> Edward, Rebecca, Brad, Robin, Christopher, Audrey, Margaret, Chelsea, uh, Misa, Brett, Sarah, Jennifer, Bjarni, Monica, Nicholas, Robert, Chad, Cam, Dale, Kelsey, David, Randy, Holly, Lee, Adam, Grant, Greg, Christine, Larry, Ashley, Savid, Tra- uh, Stacy, Candace, Sarah, Wendy, Chris, Matthew, Margaret, and Brad. Holy shit! <laughs> that's unbelievable. You guys, that's amazing. And some of these people are signed up for like a lot more than just a dollar per episode. Uh, yeah, we got some two dollars in there. We got a three dollar, a three fifty, a four. Uh, another three fifty. It's amazing. A bunch of twos three fifty four. Um, I mean, this yeah, is so all. So, so just so you guys understand, this is that, all just volunteer. Just you, so if you want to to be part of making this, and if you want to sort of help us out and 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 help keep us on the airs, uh, then then you can go to thankgodamatheist.com. Click on the donate page. Go to it'll link you to the Patreon thing, yeah. and then you just sign up for however much you can afford. Yeah, it's not it's not a big deal. But then something else happened that we yeah. ha- that we now have to talk about. Okay, and this is just as amazing. Okay, uh, an anonymous donor uh, has offered a one thousand dollar matching grant. <laughs> For people to 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 donate, uh, if you do a one time uh, donation at, on on PayPal, uh, on PayPal, wow. So we're we're wow. Uh, we've had a, a few. She was going to do it as just a uh, like a a one a twenty four hour period thing. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, but it turns out she didn't raise as much money as she had hoped. She wants to give the entire thousand dollars. Unbelievable. And so uh, she's still challenging people. So if you guys. Uh, want to you can go to thankautomatheist.com you can double your own yeah uh your, your give us five we get 10 right yeah. yeah unbelievable yeah give us 20 and we get 40 yeah one time you don't have this isn't to sign up for anything uh uh wow. thing a lot of people have done both a lot of people signed up to be monthly patreon That's... donors but also wanted us to make sure that we got this challenge grant so they've signed up for both it's really so touching like i'm holy crap all of this was and... entirely un- unsolicited so <laughs> it's really it's su- amazing it's you sweet guys. and uh and we are really un- amazing. We're, yeah, amazing we're entirely unworthy of it entirely unworthy <laughs> Uh, no, we're, I, I don't feel that we're unworthy of it. Um, 
but I do feel that uh, I'm entirely uh, appreciative yeah. of it. It's, oh, yeah. It's amazing. No, thank you, guys. That's um, unbelievable. So so that's that's that was sort of the first thing we had to get to. Uh, it's amazing, and I don't even know what to say, what more to say about it. Um, but I will say this. If you want to... Uh, uh, did, if you want to be appreciated back and mm-hmm. you're in the uh, Salt Lake City area, um, we are having a meetup. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank God I'm Atheist meetup here in Salt Lake. Uh, it's it's next week. It's this, It's Saturday the 27th, 8th? What's next Saturday? The 28th. 28th. Um, so Saturday the 28th at the Wasatch Pub uh, in Sugar House. Oh, here, great. here in Salt Lake City, uh, we'll be upstairs. We've got the whole little sort of upstairs area to ourselves. Wow! There okay. will be appetizers. There will be uh, there will be a, a cash bar. Uh, you can bring uh, youngins if they're accompanied. Oh right, yeah. Um, Anyone under twenty one has to be with someone who's twenty one. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, if you're a teenager and you just need one of us to walk you in, I'm sure we could probably work that out. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we hope that you'll come. Uh, and 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 meet us and let us show our appreciation. To yeah, you. and uh, yeah, just show up. There's a ten dollar cover that gives you that gets you appetizers and all kinds of uh, and it covers you know the server that's going to be there working for us. Right, and exactly. It's great. Yeah, it's, and so I'm, we're well, really like looking fun. forward I'm, to miss, yeah. to meeting all of you guys. We uh, haven't done one in a while, and this one sounds proper. Yeah, it's this it, one's put together. It's legit, and like, and we're gonna have just like been at a bar and people show up yeah mark's gonna be there uh frank you and i are gonna be there mackenzie's gonna show up yeah. it's gonna be an amazing thing so fun. like all of the people looking forward to it um i let's see do we have we had a voicemail didn't we we do let's uh let's let's get that going let's talk to the people hi tgia this is adam calling from windy saratoga springs utah and i've got a solution to the bathroom debacle you take, you make both restrooms unisex, and you designate the women's room for pooping and the men's room for peeing. Thanks for your show. <laughs> you know, I mean, the facilities are already sort of set up that way, potentially. Yeah. There might be a urinal in the men's room, so put that to use with the yeah. women could take the toilet that's in the men's room. <laughs> I can pee in the... Suddenly the women's the, room is like the stinky one. The pooping room. Well, you know what? The, the pooping should be in a different room. It should be in its own thing. So if I just have to pee, I don't have to put up with the pooing. <laughs> this is what I'm outraged about, is people pooing in the bathroom while I'm trying to pee. Here's what I don't like. Here's what I don't like about, about his idea, is that uh, I'm a man, so the lines for my restroom is, are always shorter than those for the women's restroom. If we unisex this thing up, suddenly I have to stand in their lines. Yeah. It's not always the case. Ladies are slowing things down. Gay clubs, Dan. Ugh. <laughs> I don't go to the bathroom in gay clubs. Are you kidding me? I like gay clubs. I'm not going to go to the bathroom there, though. <laughs> Things happen. Oh, poor impressionable Dan. <laughs> My eyes. <laughs> Help me. Uh, I'm going to read uh, one uh, quick email, and then we'll move on to our segment. Um, the segment. This is, this is unsigned. This email. Uh, hey, guys, I wanted to let you know how much I, I like your podcast and the great community it has inspired on Facebook. It was difficult deciding to leave it. I'm a oh. fan of your reasonable approach to atheism, dispensing with a hysteria that often accompanies the division between them, bad, and us, good. 
it is refresh it is a refreshing hallmark of your podcast i only wish this would translate more to your uh, translate to more of your flock the members lounge is such a great group and i'm often astonished by the empathy and caring of the members it is to your credit that you have created a space uh, for so many to find refuge and healing I'm troubled, however, by the tendency of many to adopt the same intolerant stance that they revile in Christians. Uh, she goes on to, to uh, she, he, I'm not sure which uh, gender this person is, uh, but goes on to delineate uh, a moment where um, someone had, uh, had basically called for people to demonize a religious person for saying that she felt God uh, when her child's blindness was cured by doctors. And then, uh, and and then this person felt uh, chastised for for saying, you know what, it, this was just her point of view, and it, and it makes sense. She still yeah. thanked the doctors, right? Anyway, okay. uh, there has been uh, the reason I wanted to read this, and thanks for writing in. There, the, there has been a rash of trouble in the members only lounge, and I think part of it is just because uh, people aren't getting uh, one pretty basic concept that I insist on in the members only lounge. So I just wanted to mention it really quickly. Uh, everyone in the lounge is, is part of your community. It's a community that I, that, that the members only lounge is meant to be. It's mm -hmm. not meant to be a place. It's not like the rest of the internet where you attack everybody that doesn't believe the way you do. Right. It is a place where if, if someone tells you you've offended them, you don't tell them that they're being too sensitive. You look to yourself and you say, what, what have I done here? Right. How can I make this person feel better? Right. Even if you continue to disagree, that's fine. Right. But we take care of each other in the members only lounge. And it's been amazing. Like I see all of these posts where people like have no one else to reach out to about really tough things in their lives. Uh -huh. And they reach out. And this community embraces people. It's an amazing place. Hmm. The Members Only Lounge is a place where people can feel supported and uh, cared for, and I love that about it. So it's been so disappointing when people are like, when someone says, hey, this kind of hurt my feelings, and other people are like, well, your feelings are wrong, and blah, blah, blah. Like, basically, that's kind of where they go. Uh -huh. No, that's not what this is about. If someone says you hurt their feelings, it's up to you to work it out with them. Uh -huh. So, uh, so yes, I hate that we're losing people from the members only lounge because uh, yeah. every, everybody's getting treating it as though it's the rest of the internet. It's not right. Okay. Rant ended. <laughs> Done. All right. Moving um, on. Oh shit. I've got a shit ton more, uh, thank yous to do. We never thanked all of the people who have already donated, uh, for the thousand dollar, uh, 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 donation uh, matching grant shit sorry everybody i know this is getting a little rough but it's getting a little too thanky dan i'm i'm gonna thank him <laughs> i'm gonna thank him you can't stop me frank i, I, I don't know dan okay not too all much gratitude dan uh, yeah uh, we do have one uh uh new subscriber on on pay or on the paypal uh so that's that's different than the than the 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 Patreon thing, but still totally acceptable. So yeah. thank you, Andrew, for that. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, and then uh, in terms of the one-time donations, thank you, Yasmin, uh, Homespun Hullabaloo Designs, uh, Alan, Callie, Peggy, Jennifer, Karen, who says um, uh, that we do great work and love the podcast and the lounge. Thanks. Sh Sean, Zachary, K Karen again, Mary, 
Marie and Judy. So uh, thank you all so much. Again, I, I don't want to harp too much on this, but oh my God, it's so amazing. And it's going to be very, very helpful because, you know, we will have some trips that we want to take coming up, you know, to try and get out to you people and, and see the world and do and cre- create some content for you people. And, uh, and this is so helpful. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much. So Frank. Yes. You've been gone. I know. I've been gone a long time. You've been uh, you've been away from the show for. I feel a, bit. I feel a little rusty, Dan. Well, you've been uh, you've been working. <laughs> you've been working on uh, on. I've been uh, doing nothing but work. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been a rough uh, rough four four or five weeks. Right. Of just uh, well, okay. First of all, wh- how how could how could uh, doing something like documentary film uh, be so rough? Because it's such a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, well, my topic uh, in this film is uh, teen suicide. Yeah. And uh, because Utah uh, sits in a region of the country that has an incredibly, uh, has a statistically uh, much higher mm. rate of suicide. It, it's noticeably always higher. And uh, it's, we're always, Utah as a state is always in the top five or top 10 mm. for suicide rates. Mm. Um, and you know, I got, I, I, uh, I kind of suggested the topic, um, when they, they were wanting me to do like a, a bullying film about, you know, yeah. They, bullying in they the being the local, uh, local PBS, PBS affiliate. affiliate yeah. So KUED. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so, but anyway, I've been working on this, on this suicide film and, and, and you were like, well, why don't, why don't we just talk about the topic of suicide since you're sort of, you know, steeped in it at the yeah. moment and can rattle off statistics with, you know, because they're just, I'm dealing with it constantly. Um, and you know, like, yeah, I, I, I think it is a, an important one, but you actually ended up doing a little bit of nosing around and found some stuff that I wasn't aware of, which is yeah, uh, suicide you, within sort of the non-believing community. Yeah. I think that's something that we, we should really, really talk about. Like that's suicide itself is a tricky, tricky thing to talk about because, uh, uh, I, you know, it's, you have to have sympathy for anyone who, who feels so, uh, either despondent or is in so much pain mm-hmm. that the alternative that seems better is just to stop living. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's, a, it's, and I have, I have nothing but sympathy, uh, for, for people who feel, uh, that I don't, I don't feel it myself. Thank God. I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a uh, suicidal person. Right. Uh, I do, I do, uh, suffer, suffer. I do have depression. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a depressed Ex- person. Experienced depression. But, uh, yeah. but I, but I'm not, I'm not to that point. Um, yeah. and so I, I feel, I feel, uh, uh, well, uh, my uh, heart goes out as far as humanity is concerned dan you're definitely not alone but in the intermountain west you're definitely not alone because our our rates of depression are are very high are they yeah i think it was something uh, i think the statistic was something like a third or 40 percent of the population experiences wow. depression wow um at some point in their in their life uh while living at altitude that that's actually one of the newer theories about why the region has such a high suicide rate is because uh, as soon as you get above about 2,000 feet above sea level... And we're um, at about 4,200. We're at 4,200 in Salt Lake. Um, 
the metabolic rates in your brain shift around and oh. serotonin le- serotonin levels kind of plummet and while the the strange irony is that dopamine spikes and huh. so you have your your you, you're able to feel a lot of joy and happiness in, in some of your activities that you do. So maybe you like to get out into nature. And right. It's just, it becomes this much more euphoric, Skiing. amazing experience right? sure. at altitude. Um, but, um, but all the while, you might be feeling a little blue. Yeah. Because Interesting. your serotonin is so low. Also, you have to adjust your baking times and temperatures. <laughs> Well, I mean, so. isn't that amazing, right? There's something <laughs> so fundamental as our breads and cakes and whatnot. You, the recipes are different, right? right? Because water boils at a different temperature. and Boy, you know, it just affects there, everything. What doesn't it affect? <laughs> High up in the mountains well, of the Wasatch. There, there was actually a lot of resistance to this, to this, uh, to this theory. Um, amongst, those people must not be bakers. Amongst the scientific community, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, they, they, they just didn't. The scientific community just couldn't believe that something so simple, basically, mm. as rising elevation could affect mood right. in, in, in human well, beings. Well, they just never checked the, uh, the low, incredibly low depression rates under the sea. <laughs> Mermaids are always... Uh, there's no depression. The happiest crowd. They are. Truly. They are. Truly. Um, but I, I, so you're right. I did look up some statistics uh, in, because we were talking about it in terms of the religious and we were talking about it in terms mm-hmm. of the, the non-religious. And it turns out, interestingly, at mm-hmm. least in one or two studies, mm-hmm. um, that religiously unaffiliated people had a, uh, a, a significantly more lifetime suicide attempts... Hmm. And more first-degree relatives who committed suicide. Interesting. Than subjects who uh, who uh, had a religious affiliation. Well, one of the, one of the key things, or, or one of the things that, that's popped up a little bit in in the project, are, are stories of people feeling isolated. Yeah. Right. Um, isolation is not a good thing for the human psyche. Right. Um, especially if they're if you're being isolated away from people you consider loved ones. Right. And so in the case of like family rejection, because you've come out as being atheist or a non-believer or whatever, and your family is not really accepting you for who you are and what your beliefs are. We see yeah, this, that makes we, a lot of sense. We see the same phenomenon with, with gay youth. LGBT youth uh, face a suicide. Well, LGB, if, <laughs> so the gay, lesbian, and bisexual uh, people in general have right. a, a suicide rate that's eight times the national average. And trans people have a suicide rate that's 10 times right. the national average. So so that actually means that, that the trans community, uh, well, trans people, how to phrase this the right way, uh, 40% of trans people will attempt suicide at some point in their life. That's so harsh. Yeah. It's, it's a rough, I mean, you're right. It's being isolated is a huge issue. Now, that's not the only issue that affects uh, uh, atheists. Okay. There, there's an well, interesting uh, other correlation, other okay. issue here. We don't have anybody in the sky telling us that he's going to punish us forever if we commit suicide. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Like, I don't know entirely what to think about that. Because on the one hand, um, you would think that fear of a punishing God would have some sort of preventative, you know, whatever for um, for, for, for believers. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day... When people are, try- or when when somebody tries to kill themselves, they're really just trying to make the pain stop. Yeah. So I wonder how much they really even care that there would be a God punishing them, 
when they're just in, they're so in the present, they're so in the here and now and they're in pain and they just well, can't I'll handle I'll it tell anymore, you what, when I was you know? a, when I was a believer, it was meaningful to me, the notion that on the other side of death, there could be even more pain. So if you're trying to make the pain stop and then you do something that you are told that you will get eternal pain. I, I'm not saying that it's not a factor. I just I, I, I wonder how much it is a factor. Well, I'm looking at uh, there's a study that was published in the American Journal of Psychiatry. Uh-huh. Uh, and their conclusion was uh, I'll, I'll just quote their abstract. It says after other factors were controlled. It was found that greater greater moral objections to suicide and lower aggression levels in religiously affiliated subjects may function as protective factors against suicide attempts. See, first of all, they're kind of a podunk organization. Well, you you can't trust (laughs) clearly American psychiatric. It's just a little mom and pop kind (laughs) of journal. No, um... Uh, what what do they mean? What's this whole aggression thing? I don't I don't know what they're talking about there. Well, I would actually have to probably pay for the uh, for ah, the issue okay. to, <laughs> to, to get not, to get not, past the abstract. Let's not worry about such things. But I mean, but what's interesting detail. is that it makes sense to me that uh, not having a moral objection because mm-hmm. we as atheists have to sort of find our own moral compass. Yeah, and I don't have a moral objection to suicide. In my morality, in my system of morality, I think that there are there there are factors that you have to take into account. Like, for instance, the fact that you could hurt people around you yes. by doing this, and and you'll subject them to a great a, a huge degree of suffering by doing this. Yeah. However, I think that the final uh, word is that your body and your life are your own, and that you may dispose of them as. As fits your needs. I. That's my own personal. No, I know, moral. and I, I, I would, I would struggle with that a little bit. Um, I, I think in the case of your, you know, staring down some debilitating illness or injury mm. or something, and your quality of life is, you, you know, it's just going to go down, 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 and, down, and, and permanently and you, so. Yeah, and you've chosen to do some sort of like basically like doctor assisted suicide, that kind of thing. Um, that is an area that I have absolutely no problem with. Um, I, sure. I think that, uh, you know, uh, doctor assisted suicide should be legal, so forth and so on. I, I think that's a different discussion. Sure. Um, because I think what, what we're talking about in general, when we're talking about just suicide, um, is people who are not necessarily in their right mind. And that's what if and, and it, so if it's especially if it's uh, because of mental illness, yeah, mental which is, illness, which is depression, the, which is one of the main causes you know, of suicide. It's eighty percent of suicides are due to some sort of mental illness. Yeah, um, and that's uh, and, something, and then there are some other there there are some interesting other reasons why people end up ending their lives, and you'll just have to watch the film to find out why. Um, oh wow, <laughs> good one. How did I do that? that was good, good one. Um, but. Um, no, the, it's, it is by and large, that's, that's the problem. And so when there's mm. somebody who's depressed in, in, in your life, right, mm-hmm. um, it is important to be watchful and to be, and to be aware of what the, 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 the risk factors are, mm. what, what the warning signs are for suicide, uh, what, what, can, what can increase a person's 
risk for suicide. I'm a little less versed in sort of the adult thing, but like with the kids now, now I, I kind of know this one, um, you know, inside and out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's all the normal things that you, that one would expect, you know, drug and alcohol abuse is a big one, sure. especially when factored in with mental illness. Like if the kid, if you, if some, you know, mentally ill and or depressed youth is now also using, uh, drugs and or alcohol, right. uh, you've got just a recipe for disaster. Well, and there. drugs and or, uh, drugs or alcohol use can often be uh, a marker to point you in the direction of someone who is self-medicating. And that, that's true, too. Yeah. So, so I mean, um, it can lead you to understand that someone is... But, you uh, know, like bullied kids, mm-hmm. um, any kid who's, say, who's facing social isolation, um, LG members, you know, we mentioned them, um, LGBT youth, yeah. um, you know, what, what are some of the other ones? Uh, there was this really interesting one that we we're looking at in the film, um, uh, which is sort of these, uh, these perfectionist kids, right? The, it's actually about 15% of uh, youth suicides are from kids who are facing some sort of, um, sort of unexpected shift in their life mm. right caused by it can be like a breakup yeah right like a romantic breakup um it can be from an automobile accident sure um we've i, I heard some stories along those lines or or kids not getting into the colleges that they wanted sure. to, or, or not, not getting into college at all or and, not making the team or not or making the, anything where sort of their plan a shifts and now they have to like go into a plan b that's that's a risky time for some kids. Right. Not all kids. No. You know? I mean, what we're talking about here are kids who, th- this is still a pretty small subset of kids in general. Sure. Right? Absolutely. But, but, um, but there's things to look for. Sure. You know, and to be, to be mindful of. Um, and then, of course, you know, uh, suicides tend to cluster. So, oh, if, me, meaning it, one suicide begets other suicides. Yeah. If your kid goes to a high school or middle school where somebody ends their life, just be a little bit more, a little more vigilant, a little more watchful, just sure. be a, more aware, have some conversations. The real, th- the communication real, is the key. The really important thing is that for the longest time, there was this social stigma about suicide. It said something about your family. Yeah. It said something, there was something shameful mm. about an incident of, of suicide in your family. Uh, and so when someone did end their life, nobody would talk about it. Right. Because it was this hush-hush thing, and people would talk about it in, in hushed tones, right? Yeah. Uh, and so what, what's actually really, really important is having the conversation, not being afraid of the conversation. Right. And if you don't know how to talk to your kid or your loved one who you think might be at risk, uh, just get on with the county health department. There are resources right. all over the place. There are suicide hotlines probably sure. in every single county in the country. I would hope so. Uh, if not, there's a suic- there's a national suicide watch line or helpline. There's, there's suicide awareness voices of education or save. They have a really good website yeah. with some resources or grief beyond belief, which is ah. a, which is a, 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 a non-believers yeah. place. They're, they have a web page. They even have a closed group that they wouldn't let me into. Really? Because I wanted to join just as someone who could be supportive. Uh-huh. And they were like, no, no, no. This is just for people who are actually currently grieving. Wow. So uh, so if you're fe- if grief is something that you're struggling with, yeah. uh, that's a great resource. But yeah. they also have other resources. 
But none, nonetheless, my, my point is that there are resources out there and yeah. there, there's no shame in seeking out help for yourself or help for a long time. No. Like the, the, this is really critical stuff. And so you talk about your life being yours and, you know, in yours to, I think you said dispose of. Um, that, I That may have been... Uh, not great wording. <laughs> I mean, that may not have been the best wording I've ever come up with. And so, I, I again, when 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 there's any kind of depression or mental illness involved, I I, I would hesitate to go down that road. Sure, I, I, I don't think there that 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 we should be granting too much permission to people who are mentally ill to to engage in, in especially in especially when, you know, that, when that's not that's not the point here. The point right. is trying to prevent people who are in a bad place from doing something that in 48 hours they may never think about doing again. Right. right. Or, or, even, the, or yeah, and, and it's not always that quick and that easy right. of a turnaround. It's usually a long process, months, years before you're feeling 100% tip top. You might have a chemical imbalance of some kind. You may you never feel 100% tip top, but, but there's joy in life. Life is amazing. It's the only one you've got. I hate the idea of people throwing it away. I agree with you. I mean, I, I while I feel like, uh, you know, the moral stance is one thing, and I and I and I and I don't know that I can condemn anyone morally uh, who wants to commit suicide. But there's this other thing, which is that life is here. Yeah, you get one shot at it. Yeah, you might as well squeeze as much out of out of it as you can. Yeah, uh, and 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 you might as well like work as hard as you need to. To make it worth living. And I, I think it's always, it's probably. And we're I, here I, for you. Yeah. Well, like and I, we I, as a community yeah. are here for you if you ask. Yeah. If you reach out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This, this society um, will embrace you. Yeah. Um, or you can find somebody in society that will embrace you. I, I, no, there's so much help out there. It's so great. Uh, and so, um, yeah, that's what. It, so you, you, you want to know what I've been up to? Yeah, I have been for. Oh, nine months now on this topic. And yeah, at the, at the very beginning of it, I, I was like, how do I protect my, my own psyche Yeah, through this whole thing? Uh, because it's not an easy subject. It's yeah. And it's a lot of just sad stories mm. and, uh, tragedy in people's lives, you know? Um, and I was like, Oh my God, how am I gonna, like, I've, I suggested this. What, how <laughs> stupid can I be? What the hell's the matter uh, with me? Yeah, no, like seriously. Uh, I, why didn't I not? Something on puppies, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so I kind of, I, I've actually now looked at some choices and decisions I made uh, and recognized some of the, the protective decisions that I did make with how I handled the topic. Right. It's a film that's much more about prevention mm. rather than we're not wallow, wallowing around in misery for, for very long. Right. Obviously there are stories that have to be told, uh, and sort of to, in ways to, uh, understand the issue a little bit sure. better. Um, but then I, I actually met up with, uh, somebody from the station earlier today to, uh, show the film to her and just get some kind of last minute feedback. And, uh, and she was like, why didn't you talk to, to this kid's father? And I was, and I was like, and I, I hadn't even really processed it. Right. Because I talked to the mom and sister right. and there's something about a dad's grief. <laughs> I don't think that gets you. That I don't think I could have handled. Wow. And I, so I just, I didn't go anywhere near it. 
Wow. Interesting. And because it's like, like a mother's, like, I think there's a willingness, you know, you, you, you get your sort of emotional life, I think in a lot of ways from your mother, right? Hmm. Or at least I feel that connection, you know, that, that's where I feel like my ability to deal with, you know, whatever that comes up in my life. It's, I feel the programming came from my mom. And so there's a, there's an ability there to be more emotional with your mom, Hmm. to accept her emotions a little bit more easily i think sure for me yeah um and so a dad sitting there and weeping about his son who who ended his life i think would have just just wrecked you i don't think i could have <laughs> i don't think i would have gotten through it like uh, just just awful and fair so enough. so anyway that's just one example of like the, just these weird little decisions that i made that now in retrospect i'm like oh my god this this thing really really affected me you huh. know and Definitely changed my perspective. And, you know, the, one, of the, one of the decisions that I made, you know, because I saw the statistics about the LGBT community, mm. right? And I was like, you know what? We've seen this. I feel like I've seen this topic dealt with for the L and the G. Probably not so much the B. Right. But I've, I've never really seen a lot done on the trans community. Right. Um, and, uh, it seems to be a topic that's, that's current in in our national discussion. That's the, that's the story that I'm going to seek out and find. And I, I just have to say that I'm just unbelievably glad that I did. Mm. Um, because while intellectually I have, I feel like I've processed, you know, the reality that there are trans people in the world and my attitudes about, you know, their, their identity, um, and my, my willingness and desire to be accepting. Mm. And in the process of editing any film and working on any film, you know, you spend a lot of time on the phone and just having conversations with people. I worked through it. (laughs) 100% absolutely fell in love with this one character She's just an absolute delight in this film oh, and really. just really feel like I really got to know someone who who has had a very different life experience than my own. Isn't and, that amazing? And, I, and it's one of the things I love about documentary yeah. you know, production and, and whatnot because it's you, you, you and, and actually I was talking to this producer friend earlier today um, about running into people who you've had in one of your films you know, at the supermarket mm. and you're like running across the supermarket to say hi to this person. And you're <laughs> so excited to see them. And they're, and when you get up to them, they, they're like, wait, who are you? <laughs> and then you're like, Oh no, 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 it's, it's Frank. You know, I worked on that one film and, and they're like, Oh yeah. Oh, hi. Nice to see you. And kind of just go about their day. Right. And whereas you just found this person whose face you stared at, every day right for yeah, an potentially edit, a on couple a screen, hours on an on editing a screen bay. just sitting there working and working and working on this film well and you and you touched like they shared themselves with you yes on a very deep level yes. you didn't share yourself with them no i know on a deep level at i know all. and so, so there's really truly have like this amazing like fondness and connection for right. the, for these people and uh and yeah, and and it's such a strange thing f- to know that it's not <laughs> reciprocated. Yeah, um, 
But um, really just some fantastic, amazing, Good. inspiring people and stories in this film. We'll so. keep you guys up to date as to when uh, when this comes out and where you might yeah, see fall, it. So. Uh, so, yeah, think the, yeah in the fall you can look forward to it. Uh, but in the meantime, if you guys have anything that you'd like to write into us about, if you have any part of this conversation that you'd like to participate in, please do so. You can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 442. We'd right. love to hear your voice. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist, and see what Mackenzie's up to. Yeah, and while you're there on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. May take a little while to get let in, but... You know, sooner or later. Sooner or later. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks to the to Mackenzie for all of her work on the on the Facebook page. It's and, amazing. Yep, and thank you to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music. And thank you to you, dear listener, for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Bye.